Welcome to the Holiday Podcast, where we sit over some fresh-baked challah bread on Friday afternoons here at my dining room table. I'm your host, Tammy Priest, a Jewish follower of Jesus, and it's great to be with you again this week as we take another quick look at the intersection of the old and the new. So it's been a few weeks since our last episode. I had foot surgery three weeks ago today, and just yesterday I was able to start putting weight um, on my heel in this super stylish surgical shoe. So uh, no standing in the kitchen to knead and braid challah today, which you probably noticed by the empty plate, but hopefully soon. Um, speaking of soon, tomorrow night is the beginning of Passover, which is easily my absolute favorite Jewish holiday, and even more so now as a follower of Jesus. So tomorrow, my family will hopefully help me make some homemade matzah, the unleavened bread. In fact, um, if you want to make your own, there's actually a 30-second tutorial video that I made on my Instagram account, um, beginning with Moses. So you can find it there. Anyway, um, for today, I wanted to share just a few minutes about a little aspect about the Exodus that I never took time to think about growing up but that has really spoken to me over the last several years, um, especially this past year. And you'll see why in a few minutes. So if you don't know much about Passover Seders, the way that I usually explain it to people is that it's basically a Bible lesson taught around a dinner table. There's a special worship guide, um, usually looks something like this, um, called a Haggadah, which means retelling. And the reason is everyone takes turns around the table reading from it, retelling and celebrating the Exodus rescue. And the whole thing is structured around four cups and has been since before Jesus was born. And the four cups represent the four promises that God made to Moses in Exodus 6, which I'll read to you. Say therefore to the children of Israel, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians and I will deliver you from their bondage, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Then I will take you for my people, and I will be your God. Now, obviously, there is a lot to dig into when it comes to Passover, especially in the context of the Last Supper, which is why I love leading Messianic Passover Seders, where we celebrate the Passover in the context of the Last Supper. I'm actually uh, leading my first Zoom Seder this weekend, um, which will be very interesting. Anyway, as I said earlier, the Passover Seder is this Bible lesson around the dinner table. But the Seder is never supposed to be just a lesson about the past. Um, every Haggadah, includes a statement that we are to celebrate as if we ourselves had been personally rescued from Egypt and its yoke of slavery that God talks about in this passage. Now, you might think that that would be hard to do, um, but it's actually not that big of a stretch if you can bear with a brief uh, Hebrew lesson. So in the Passover Seder and throughout the whole Old Testament, um, Egypt is called Mitzrayim, not Egypt. So what does Mitzrayim mean? Well, the word comes from two different Hebrew roots, and one means to be bordered or limited, and the other means to be bound and tied up. So combined together um, as Mitzrayim, they mean hardship and distress and oppression and being hemmed in. 
And that is literally the Old Testament name for Egypt. Um, distress, oppression, being hemmed in. So it really isn't that hard to imagine ourselves being stuck in Egypt because we've all been under the yoke of Mitzrayim. Um, Mitzrayim is basically the hardship and distress and isolation that comes from being separated from God. And it's also sin, um, our own sin, and experiencing the fallout of other people's sin. And Mitzrayim is also the hardship and isolation of us living in a broken world. Um, things like cancer, uh, broken relationships, violence, um, injustice, um, or a global pandemic. So at the Last Supper, when Jesus recounted God's promise uh, to bring his people out from under the yoke of slavery, um, Jesus wasn't just talking about Egypt because he knew that he was just hours away from rescuing all of us um, from the distress and isolation that comes from being a broken person in a broken world, the yoke of Mitzrayim. In fact, the disciples probably remembered something Jesus had already said to them about a yoke, a different kind of yoke uh, for people like you and me who suffer in this broken world. You may know what I'm talking about. He said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. Jesus's yoke brings rest to our souls. I mean, yes, we will still live in this broken world and experience its pain, as we have definitely seen in full scale uh, over the past year. But if we choose to be yoked to Jesus, he promises to lead us through it, giving us rest for our souls in the midst of the chaos. So we can choose to yoke ourselves to our fears and our hardships, our Egypt, our Mitzrayim, um, or we can choose to yoke ourselves to Jesus and his promises. The disciples had chosen Jesus's yoke and so can we. And so as we enter this weekend uh, leading into Passover and to Holy Week, I really encourage you and me to think about what that might look like, um, to yoke ourselves to Jesus instead of our fears, instead of our brokenness, and find rest for our souls in the middle of whatever chaos we're experiencing uh, personally and also together. So I look forward to being with you next Friday, uh, Good Friday. And instead of challah, we'll have matzah since it's Passover and reflect on the broken bread of Passover and the new covenant in the Messiah. And until then, for today, I wish you a restful holiday.